Giddy up, giddy up, round in the mud. Country four like to go down in the woods with a four wheel drive all covered to the hood. Come on and ride with me. Ain't nothing like sitting up high. All big wheels in the four wheel drive. Hey, 454, chopping just right. Come on and ride with me. Giddy up, giddy up, round in the mud. Country four like to go down in the woods with a four wheel drive all covered to the hood. Come on and ride with me. Sitting up high, all big wheels in the four-wheel drive. Hey, 454, chopping just right, come on and ride with me. Grab your honey and pull her clothes. Twist your hips and tap your toes. Hold her tight, no let go. Round and round and round we go. Welcome to the stream, folks. Welcome to the Out in, Out in the Country podcast. Uh, oh, there we go. Um, welcome to the Out in the Country podcast, and I'd like to welcome in my co-host, jo- Joey Hickox. How you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Um, how's your day? How's your week been so far? Uh, well, so far today, pretty good. Uh, not really too much to say on a Monday. I uh, got through it. It was getting getting hot. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so far so good. Yeah, I spent most of the most of the day at the doctor's, so those, those are always yeah. fun. Well, I see you got Callahan barbecue out of it, so you know you got rewarded pretty well there. True, and also got Chewies. So, I mean, uh, okay, I'm not. What is that? I'm not sure. What that that is a Tex-Mex 
restaurant that's like there's one in Jacksonville, there's one in Gainesville. There's a couple of them around. They're, it's really good. I have to look for one of them. Oh yeah. What what kind of food they sell? Uh, just Tex-Mex, like um, Mexican with a oh, twist. Okay. <laughs> That's the best Mexican way I can explain it. Mexican. So Mostly spicy that, uh, stuff. What was that Mexican restaurant you and Becca was talking about the other day? Is that the one that we went and ate at next to? Uh... Yes, that was Don Don Patrons next to Win Dixie. That's actually a really good restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're gonna have to go and try that because she said it was really good. Oh, yeah, it's very good. Get the get. I would say, get the ACP, but instead of rice, replace it with refried beans, and man, that is killer. Um, I'm not really a big refried beans fan or anything. Really, I did, I did not know that. I mean, I'll eat it, but I gotta have the rice to mix it up with there. I don't really like it all by its little self there. I like it mixed in with the rice, and you know, take the chips, use that. Yeah. I'm not not much of a rice guy. I actually hate rice. Did you uh, did you find you a Cheddar's restaurant nearby? I did not. I've been dying, dying to find a, a Cheddar's because, of course, Joey and I went to the um, Coke Zero Four Hundred playoff cut or the regular season finale um, in Daytona, and Cheddar's was there giving away free chips and salsa gift cards, and now I'm craving Cheddar's. You ended up with like what four or five of them. Every time uh, we walked by, they seemed like they'd give us one. Yeah, we ended up with like six. It felt like like six Tyler Reddick hero cards and a free chips and salsa um, coupon. And speaking of Tyler Reddick and that whole team, that was the definition of never give up, ain't it? Yeah. Um, did I you... thought that car was done. I just thought I knew it was done. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know if they replaced the radiator or not. Nope, it was the oil cooler, and they just bypassed it. Huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go figure, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like Austin had a chance at winning that, but after he got put in the middle, eh, I don't know. But at least he he wrecked it trying. Yeah, I mean. There. There's no sense in really saving these cars because they're not going to use them no more, so... Yeah, I mean, the only reason you'd save it for Talladega, I mean... Yeah, but... well, we can get into the to the race here in a little while, but, um... No, I, I was proud of the three-team. Over the last two weeks, they put out a valiant effort, just come up short. Yeah, and just bad luck on, on their part, I guess. Well, last year, um, the... What was it, the round of 12... Between Talladega and then the belt breaking at, what was it? It was Kansas, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Kansas. He was running top ten, and the the uh, oh no, the power steering belt broke, which was a weird thing. You don't usually see that happening, but yeah, that ended up taking him out of the playoffs last season. And then uh, it just it really hadn't been that good of a year. They've had fast cars, is not the results. So yeah, yeah I mean. I hope Byron has a better playoff run this year than last year. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want him to bust a radiator and call it a a playoffs there. But um, yeah, I feel like I feel like Byron's been really 
um, consistent this year and just been taken out by other people's mess. Um, of course, Talladega, or, um, Daytona, it was Truex. Um, I'm trying to think of his other DNFs. Even Coda, where he finished 11th and, and ended his top 10 run. Um, I mean, I don't even remember who hit him, but someone hit him and he, he was able to recover. But um, Sonoma, um, Engine Blue. Um, oh, where, el where else did he wreck at? I'm not real sure, to be honest with you. What was the, ra think... what was the race before Michigan? I know he DNF there. Crud, oh, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, no, Wisconsin, listen to me. <laughs> Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen, that's it. Um... Honestly, I don't even remember what happened at Watkins Glen. Wait, no, he had a actually had a solid car at Watkins Glen. Let me check this Na the NASCAR hap. My mind has gone completely blank. Speaking of a solid run, which was I'm still surprised. Indianapolis, I, that's what it was. I didn't even notice. Oh yeah, he got he got wrapped up in the whole track coming apart thing. Yeah, tore the car all to pieces. I didn't even notice this, but live fast racing. BJ McLeod got a top ten finish. Saturday night. Seriously? Did you know that? I did not. Yes. Yes. And I'm sitting here thinking, now we watched them cars and. That was uh, a cool looking car. What was the other, what was the other group that was riding around back there with them? Rick Ware. Yeah. We watched them just put along the racetrack for the whole entire race. And I think it was me and your dad, or it could have been me and you talking about, you know, why are they even out here? Do they're just. Yeah, they're going it was, so it was, much lower, and look at it, they end up with a top ten. So I apologize to them. They, they, uh, they surprised me. Yeah, we were. I mean, it took out the field wrecking, but you know they still got it. Yeah, I mean, a top ten's a top ten. I mean, um, I mean, they had to dodge that that huge wreck at the end there on the final lap, but um, yeah, I mean, besides Rickware taking out each other there, but that was funny. Yeah, was that was funny. that was kind of funny. I I will admit. But, um, it actually happened right in front of us. That was, yeah. We and then sat... actually, I got to watch the replay, and I don't even remember who it was. One of their drivers just lost it all right by itself. Yeah, it reminded me of Dale Jr. in the 2016 500. To be honest, where he just lost it off the corner. <laughs> Little Reb F250 puts in there. She agrees with Gunter. She likes steaks, steak restaurants. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's uh. That's what uh, Gunter's my son. He loves steak restaurants. My wife loves steaks restaurants. Yeah, his favorite is Longhorns. I I used to be not. A, I mean, I'm still not a huge fan of like homemade steak, but I ordered a steak at Chili's the other day, and man, was that good! Really, I've had one at Chili's before. I didn't care for it. I, I like all their other food better than their steak. Yeah, I was kind of chicken feed it out, so I'm like, yeah, we'll try something new this time. Really, you Man, had nothing to chicken fajitas. Hmm. Well, you know, we do have a uh, a new member to the podcast. Uh, he's on right now with us. Uh want to welcome in Justin Bentley. Say welcome to the show and welcome to the uh, to the podcast uh, family, sir. Thanks, buddy. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir. So I, I know you enjoyed Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's actually in my notes for today. I was going to talk about it. Um, man, that was a great race, regardless of the outcome yeah. of your drivers. Uh, yeah, so my mom actually sent me a message. It was like 
five minutes after the race was over. And she's like, well, anybody going home mad? And I said, no, not going home mad. Just, you know, disappointed. And then after I got to thinking about it, I, I said that wrong. Because I'm not disappointed in the race. The race was just, that was one of the best races I'd been to, right? Easily one of the top five races I'd ever been to at Daytona. I couldn't imagine <laughs> watching that live. That was an awesome race. It was it was a little disappointing that my driver didn't win. That was all I was saying. You know, I was yeah okay. Well, he didn't make the playoffs. I'm disappointed in that. But other than the fact to make it the best race ever, you know, Dylan would have won the race. But that would have been that was man. That was just such a great race. There was not a lot of rim riding as people like to call it. You know, there was action packed. There were three and four wide throughout a lot of the race, and you're sitting here thinking there ain't no way. And even I told Jo at one point, there's no way they're gonna finish the last forty laps running like this. And man, those guys they did they did a heck of a job, and they put on a great show. And for once, I think NASCAR got the rules package right. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. That package, to to me, felt like it was spot on, especially when you think of the safety aspect of it. That last track there, Harvick could have easily went airborne in any other circumstance, but that package Saturday really proved to be safe, and it put on some really good racing. I watched, you, like you said, the three-wide race, and like, man, there's no way they're going to hold it like this. And Man, they, they wheeled it around that place, and it, it put on a show. I know... You know, I've several races I've watched live, and there's nothing like it. But the TV, I don't think it gave that race the justice. Well, that's what I was about to ask you. Did the TV show? Okay, so you know the part that I'm talking about when they started riding around on the top of the racetrack. Okay, oh, oh, it was yeah. probably about the top 15, maybe top 20. Um, they only did it for what 15 laps or so. It wasn't even very long. But were they showing the action that was going on in the back of the pack? Because while they were doing that, they were still running three wide in the very back of the pack. Uh, that's one thing you don't get to pick up, you know, on TV. I, I see it when I go to places. I like to watch them battles because, you know, the racing isn't always up front. You got teams in the back that's racing. You got thirtieth to twenty fifth that's in a constant battle back there. You know, the uh, position in those points is a big difference in payday. So those guys race really tough, and the TV don't really do a great job of showing that. Um, so I, I know that was a Definitely had to be exciting to watch live. Yeah, the uh, well, the Rick Rare cars, and I think the 16 car, and even BJ McLeod. You know, they they pretty much stayed in line from the word go. You know, they they wasn't trying to pass each other. I don't know what happened in that race. It just seemed like one of them lost. Excuse me, run out a little bit of a talent there, and um, kind of wrecked all his teammates. But um, they wasn't really battling, but. You go at the end of the, it was probably about maybe 28 through 20th or something like that. They they stayed side by side, three, four wide throughout the whole night. So it made the whole entire race just, it was just such a good race. It really was. And, uh, you know, a lot of people's questioned it before, too, as far as putting the cutoff race, the regular season finale here at Daytona. But, man, what there's not a better place, in my opinion besides Talladega, that it could have went to. Well, the only thing, my only problem is that I'm a traditionalist, you know this, so I miss it being on the 4th of July weekend. You know, family vacation uh, is tradition. It should be on the 4th of July, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I see that aspect, but 
under this playoff format, it really brings a lot of drama and a lot of uh, storyline to the to the table, and that's what one of the more exciting factors of the race we had Saturday. Well, that's another thing too. They should probably do away with the playoffs too, in my opinion. It's so I was looking at. I forgot where I seen the stat at, but only once since they started this right here, twice. I'm sorry, it's been twice. Has the regular season champion went on to win the playoff championship? Okay, it was um, Kyle Busch did it one time, and I think uh, who was the other guy? Was it Truex? I think it was Truex. He done it the other time. Yep, I think you're correct on those. But they talk about, so they say, oh, we're just trying to create a bigger battle. I mean, they do realize we went through, what, 26 races, and it come down to the last race to decide a regular season champion. Between uh, the 5 and the 11 there, so. I still think you can have an exciting, I think you can have an exciting championship. So Denny Hamlin... You know, hasn't won a race all year, but he's been right. He's been the model of consistency this year. Oh, yeah. And that's what I was getting ready to say. You know, you take the battle that him and Kyle Larson had for the regular season championship is really incredible if you look at it on paper with the wins and the success the five teams had. For it to be such a close battle toward the end, it goes to show you the consistency that 11 teams had all year. Oh, for and sure. Consistency should pay off. You're right, it should, and I think they've taken the consistency out in order to make it where it don't really matter. I mean, look at Eric Amarola. Even Brad Keselowski wouldn't have been in the top 16 in the points if it hadn't have been for Talladega. Uh, yeah, I just think they put maybe too much emphasis on one race. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, the, the whole aspect with that is they want to reward wins and i understand you know if you're winning you should be rewarded in a sense but you can have a guy have a great day and, and i'm not knocking him because he's a you know from what i can tell he's a great guy but eric amarillo that car is far being from a playoff ride all season and you know they brought a good car to loudon and won the race and now he knocked somebody you know dylan or to benedetto uh you know, some of these guys that are running consistently better knock them out of a shot at it. Yeah, and actually, did you know that even Keselowski is lower in the points than the three car is? See, I, I wasn't aware of that. Yep. Um, I tell you, wasn't you telling me that? That he'd be out of the playoffs by a country mile if it wasn't for his win at Talladega? Not a country mile, but I, th- I thought it was pretty close. I, I can't tell now because the points are... Update uh, yeah. playoffs, but yeah, I'll go back. But, I'll go back and check and confirm that real quick. Yeah. So, um, hey, I do have one question: Is Denny Hamlin? He's won fifteen stages this year because he had fifteen playoff points. So I guess that would be fifteen stages. I didn't know that Tyler Reddick had more stage wins than um the four car has. Yeah, he... I think the uh, the Tyler Reddick thing, the last few weeks he's uh, focused his race just on stage wins for the point standings. Well, it definitely play, paid off for him because he, uh, 
man, dude, when we were sitting there at the race, uh, and we seen that eight car smoking the way it was, and you you seen stuff pouring out from under the front of the car. They were showing it on on the jumbotrons. I thought that car was done for. I even sent Clay a text message. He was at the race with us, you know. And I said, hey, you know, Austin still got a shot at this, and he don't even got to win now. He's just got to finish in the top 10, because I think I think at that time the eight car was running 28th in the grid. And I'll be daggone if they didn't get that car where it can finish, finish fifth in the race, which was just a testament to never give up. That's what I was going to say. Let's give a shout-out to that eight team for their quick actions to get that car back on the track. I know they've done some work, some rerouting to make that car get out there. That's uh, that's extremely awesome to see. I know it knocked your driver out of the playoffs, but to see a team overcome that obstacle and make the playoffs is really incredible. Yeah, and honestly, I have no problems with that. A, he's an RCR driver. He's not my favorite driver, but he is an RCR driver, so I'm glad one of them got in. And... You know, I love the whole never give up mentality. That's just, I don't know, it just reminds me of old school racing, never give up, because you don't want to see something else I noticed at the end of that race. Kevin Harvick goes by the start-finish line with his car, car tore all two pieces, goes by the start-finish line just so he didn't record a DNF. You know, no, he was locked into the playoffs. Did he have to cross the line? No, he could have stopped down there in three and four, got a ride back to the ambulance, and... You know, went on to the house, but he drove that car by the, by the start finish line to finish the race, so he did not have a DNF. And yeah, that's, that's you know, good. That, that used to mean a lot back in the days. Nobody wanted to see that DNF on on the next to their name at a racetrack. That's one thing. Uh, the only flaw I really have with the regular season finale ending at Daytona is, uh, you know, and I, I think you all probably noticed it sitting there that last restart was pure desperation mode by several drivers and it got really really sketchy there toward the end yeah it did but it also put on a really good show too um i uh but see then again when have you not been to daytona when you didn't get you know green white checker and, and desperation kick in it don't matter if it's the 400 the 500 or the let's go out there and goof off and have a fun race Everybody wants to win at Daytona. So I think you would have I, I can that say no matter from, what. I can say from my iRacing experiences, I don't know if I've ever finished Daytona with a clean car. Uh, man, yeah, it's... iRacing was fun at Daytona this past week, wasn't it? Keep oh, getting it, was, second. it was a blast. I keep getting second. Never won, finished second a few times, and I'm getting tired of finishing second, and I'll say that. But No, it's... Uh, that's Daytona. Uh, you're going to have to expect that no matter what. No matter when they put that track, you're going to have that at the end. Yeah, and I feel sure. like it would be the same way for Talladega as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Talladega is going uh, to be a show. So, I know you got in your, uh, in your notes here, Blaney's momentum. Dude's on a roll, Laney. Yeah, I mean, uh, normally rolling into the playoffs is... Uh, it's kind of in the air here, but for the first time since I've you know been a Blaney fan, this is a team that's finally getting some luck on his side. I know he's had some lucky wins in the past, but last year it feels like anything that could have went wrong went wrong. But I mean, it's it's nice to see this year that it's it's going the opposite way. So hopefully we can carry that on into the playoffs here. He's uh he's having a really strong run. I'd love to see him keep it up. 
Yeah, so before we get into like full blown NASCAR mode here, which I feel like we are kind of there, uh, John Owen, how in the world can you have a four laps out of a forty four and call that a race? Um, F one not being able to run on Mondays because they got to be in a completely different country by Wednesday. So, um, the story was. So Saturday, it was pouring rain, and we go through qualifying. Q1, Q2 go, goes out without a bang. The first minute of Q of Q3, Lando Norris goes out, gets his cool um, warm-up lap done, goes out for his first flying lap, and you know Spa, right, Bubba? Yeah. yeah. So you know you know that uphill, uphill. Um, turn called a rouge right uh i don't know what it's called i just know the turn you're talking about yeah yeah so apparently there it rained so much all the water had gone down that hill and puddled right there so when lando went through that through that puddle car hydroplaned and he went straight in the wall at almost 200 200 miles an hour um fortunately he was okay he climbed he climbed out car was totaled um I mean, you hit a mockingbird with those cars; they're totaled. So, yeah, uh, good point. But um, anyway, so the rest of Q three goes on. George Russell and Williams somehow qualifies second. Of course, Max Verstappen on pole. Um. Anyway, that's that's qualifying. Go to Sunday. I get up, wake up pretty early so I can watch the race. Go and turn it on. Race delayed by five minutes. Race delayed by five minutes. Race delayed by ten minutes. And it just kept going until it just said session suspended. Well, I thought, okay, well, maybe the rain will will cool off, will slow down, and um, we'll be able to get this in in a, probably about 30 minutes. Of course, F1 doesn't have jet dryers like NASCAR does. It just got to drain naturally. But... It kept raining and kept raining. The puddles got bigger and turned. So F1 has a, this rule. Um, from the moment they have four hours in between starting lap one and the checkered flag. They have four hours to complete that gap with red flags and stuff. Well, they attempted, they attempted the race once and... Instantly, they put the safety car out. They ran four laps under under the safety car. They brought him back into the pit lane, and then they waited the, the rest of the four hours, and they called the race. Half points. Um, nope. Actually, sorry. One position change. It was Sergio Perez, who unfortunately also wrecked on his way to the grid to even start wow. the race. It was that wet. And so he was the only um, car that lost positions. And, of course, the, the, the rest of the time went, um, went up. Four laps, and they called, they called the race. Max Verstappen um, won, won the race and clawed back a few of those points back to Lewis Hamilton. Now he's within three points. It's 202 and a half to 199 and a half points um 
So, and of course, George Russell getting his first podium. Of course, that was all done Saturday, which I think... Yeah, with the, with the qualifying. Yeah, but with a Williams. Okay, so I know you don't watch Formula 1. Basically, a Williams is like... Uh, what's a good team to base Williams off of? They're not quite Rick Ware Racing, but they're in be- they're in between like a like a like maybe like a RCR and a Aspire. Rick Ware Aspire. Yes, they're they're Aspire, and he qualified second with that car, and I I, I, I that was that was impressive, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. That just to listen to you talk kind of sounded like a dumpster fire to me. Yeah, that was. I was getting ready to say I, I've tried to follow it, but I have a hard time getting into it. Yeah, they got too many rules. Like you can't block, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, they're also six million dollar cars, so they, you gotta you gotta have a a um a certain rule. You gotta have a rule for that. I mean, if not, you're gonna be blowing all your money. But um, not credit. I don't blank. Um. Anyway, that was only the the um fifth race in F one history, and they've had over one thousand races. That was the fifth race in F one history where half points were given, and only the second under an hour of of actual race time. And of course, it was four minutes twenty seven seconds of actual race. I used race. Loosely, but that's yeah, that's the... more like uh, pacing. Yeah, they paced basically. They actually, only paced two laps. Well, uh, hey, you know, technically, the way you're sounding like the way you're making it sound, the track was, you know, they had to have some talent to get the car around there, even at pace speeds. Oh yeah, uh, all the drivers are saying they couldn't see five meters in front of them, which that's like, I don't know what's. Yeah, I don't know the the meter. Thing it's 15 feet. foot 15 foot in front of them well they couldn't see 15 foot in front of them. even with the flashing red lights on the back of their cars they couldn't see them i mean that's not raceable conditions but uh um, and that's one thing i never want to see nascar get to is and i have a fear that that's where they're heading yeah with, with coda that that's where i was that's vibes i was getting from coda yeah, and I do have a fear that's where NASCAR's taking its its uh, game plan to is more like the IMSA and F1 style racing, and I hope I just hope it's never it never comes down to that. Yeah, I feel like NASCAR's always been the boys have at it. If it rains, oh well, we're gonna have to postpone the race. Um, F1's always been the tight racing, but they never make contact because they're well, I won't say that good, but the the skill level's so high they're they they know their limits. NASCAR drivers they sometimes they don't know their limits. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um but even with IMSA with wet races, madness just madness happens. Um IMSA, I think at Road America um, it started raining, and everybody was still on slicks, and everyone just instantly went off. That, that was a crazy race. 
Yeah, actually, I didn't watch that. I, I usually only watch the imp shows once, maybe twice a year. So, yeah. Um, speaking of IMSA, oh, it's not IMSA. It's actually um, WEC. The twenty-four hours of Le Mans uh, was last week. Uh, wasn't here to cover that last week, but Toyota and the number eight. Um, I do not have the drivers named, but Toyota won the twenty-four hours of Le Mans. Um, I'm not sure who won the rest of the classes, and um, a sad, sad time in IndyCar right now. Um, last Monday, or sorry, last Tuesday, um, Robin Miller, the, the pit reporter, um, all the drivers loved, unfortunately passed away from cancer. Um, he's, I've, I think he's been battling, he was battling that for a couple of years and that's, that's very sad to hear. Um, man, this has not been a good year to be like a legendary broadcaster or something, is it? Yeah, clearly. With uh, Bob Jenkins, now Robin Miller. Um, Murray Walker from F1. Yep, Walker, I remember seeing that one. Um, let's, let's hope Ken Squire can stay with us. Uh, so, you know, we were talking about this Saturday, Jaya. Um, it's the old country music song, Who's Gonna Fill Their Shoes, right? Yeah. You know, I get what he's talking about, you know. Who's going to fill their shoes when it comes to country music? In my opinion, nobody's filling what what George Jones talking about right now. Or in that song, nobody's fulfilling the legend's shoes. But I kind of have the same feeling when it comes to the announcers and the pit road reporters. You know, nobody does it like like Jerry Punch done it. Nobody does it like uh, Dick Bergen done it. Steve um, Burns. Steve Burns, yep. And I don't know, it just... That was half the fun of watching the old races was listening to the broadcasters and, and they brought it to you, you know, every Sunday in your living room. They made you feel like you were there. And even me and Justin's touched on it a little bit tonight when we were talking. It, it's you don't know what's going on in the in the back. You don't know everything. And, and that's one thing that broadcasting used to do. They used to talk about it didn't matter if you were Rick Ware racing or if you were Hendrick Motorsports. You know, they were going to talk about you. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't just talk to you. Oh, so and so blew a tire. Sometimes caution comes out with a Rickware driver, and sometimes they don't even show it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And going back to the legends, I mean, like Murray Walker. If you listen to an old F one race, like you instantly know, oh, that's Murray Walker, and he always he always made you sat. He he always sounded like a fan. He didn't sound like this is my job. I got put on my suit. Oh uh, yeah, no. He he always sounded into it. He was excited for the race. Um, even if they were driving side by side and one of them let it, let them through in kind of a boring move, he made it sound exciting. Is that just me or no? And I mean, these days it's I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just the announcers they're told to do other stuff or. They've come to to learn how to do it a different way. I don't. I just. I just miss the way it used to be called. It's not the same as it used to be, and um, some of it is better. Like um, the onboard telemetry that they have now, it's so much better than it was back in the day. There's no more guessing. There's no more, you know, 
how far can they go on fuel? No, these guys they actually know because they have the technology to make it to make it happen. And and who knows? You know, you put them the uh, the older guys into today's world with all the technology, they may get, you know, I call it sidetracked or one minded when all they want to do is talk about what's going on up front. So yeah, for sure. Um... Different times. So who knows? You could put Bob Jenkins with all this technology in the world today and he may not do what he done back in years gone past but nowadays announcers are told let's watch the monitor call what's on the monitor you know back in the old days they were at the racetrack they were looking out the window and they were pretty much calling what uh what they seen coming out on the track yeah i mean they didn't all they had was a was it probably a a box boxy tv crowd i forgot what those are called but Boob tv yeah I mean, they probably just had that in front of them and a and a window and a microphone, yep. and they were able to make it sound that that uh, exciting. And they all they had was that. But yeah. so going on to NASCAR. All right, so I do got in here first four out. So Justin, who do you have for your first four out of the playoffs this season? Nope. Guess we lost Justin. All right, Jay, you you kick it off. What do we got for? I, I got you now. I got you. Okay. Hey, so just, Justin, who do you have for your first four out of the playoffs? First four out. Let's let's be honest here. Um, probably gonna hurt some feelings here, but I got Eric Almarola. I got Michael McDowell, Tyler Reddick, and Kevin Harvick. If he does not get his act together. He has to perform now. That's 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 my opinion. Yeah, I mean the way Harvick's been running, I don't. He might be able. He might barely squeeze into the round of twelve, but I don't think he'll make it to the round of eight. I think the bonus points are hurting Harvick right now. Yeah, of course he's six. He's the sixteenth seed right now, actually, as far yeah, as playoff points. Yeah, he is sixteenth in standings. Yep. So, <laughs> Zach Roethlisberger in, in chat. Um, apparently, you're dead to him. <laughs> you're dead to me, Justin. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just being honest, man. I I like Harvick, but he has to step it up. If he don't step it up, it's over. Well, mine's <laughs> pretty close to that. I've got uh, McDowell out. I've got Amarola out. Reddick out. But I actually have Brad Keselowski going out. I think Harvick has been outrunning Keselowski over the last month and a half. Really? Okay. I'll go ahead and say my four. I think it's going to be Almirola, McDowell, Keselowski, and Harvick. I oh. think I think Reddick's been more consistent than than Harvick these last like I don't know last four races. So and if he well, keeps that consistency up, I think he can make the round of twelve. All right, let me right. throw a curveball in this one. Um, do you think it's a matter of equipment, or do you think it's a matter of the chemistry between the four teams? What do you think's going on there? Because this is not the same four team we seen last year. I think it's a whole organization thing. I mean, look at Stuart Haas in general. The whole team across the board has been down. Yeah, I mean. You you take out that veteran of Clint Boyer and you put in a rookie of Chase Briscoe. I think I think um, 
Stewart SHR is in a kind of a Hendrick Motorsports 2018 right now. Um, of course, Elliott got those couple of wins um, early on in the season. And that's kind of, I wouldn't say that's kind of what Almirola is right now, but that's kind of Almirola. He's just a, he's the second um, oldest driver in the team. Well, not oldest, but mo- most experienced in the team. Injured, yep. Um, and he's been um, popping off those wins, and the the veteran of the team has been real has been struggling, barely making the playoffs. Okay, um, so I think you have Boyer not being there, and let's be honest, Tony Stewart hasn't been there very much this year either. Yeah, starting up, his own, starting up his own racing league. Um, I mean. You have three really young, well, two really young guys, one guy who's there for his sponsorship, and then you have, in my opinion, one guy who could actually go out to any team and have a chance to win week in and week out. Um, You're putting a lot of pressure on that one guy, especially with really no help. Let's go over some, you know, statistics here. Uh, You know, are we comparing it as equipment? Or what, we're 26 races in and 26 races kevin harvick has zero wins six top fives 16 top tens and one do not did not finish 109 laps led last year in a 36 race schedule he had nine wins 20 top fives 27 top tens uh he led 1531 laps I mean, that's it's the daylight and the dark difference. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't know what's happening there. Well, competition gets better, and if you're not constantly trying to innovate the cars, then you're going to fall behind. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like the competition has called up to them, and they've actually had some pretty bad breaks, too. I mean, Harvick had a pretty fast car the other night. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he had but, he had a chance to win, but of course Kurt Busch and Suarez getting together. All right, so let's let's put another scenario out there because it was rumored had Larson went to Stewart Haas Racing, how many wins does he have? Ooh, see there you go because now I think you're putting more experience. Kevin, yeah, you're putting Kevin Harvick with Kyle Larson now. Kevin Harvick. I'm sorry, uh, Clint Boyer being gone, but Larson comes in to take a spot is a major upgrade from a rookie who's never run these cars before to come in and take a spot. So now you would have Kevin Harvick and Kyle Larson could actually talk to each other about what to do instead of everybody going to Harvick going, and I don't know, the car just don't turn. Well, what do you mean it don't turn? Well, it just don't turn. That's all I'm saying. My, que- my question's not how many Kyle Larson's won. My question is how many has Kevin Harvick won? Do you think it's a matter of the inexperience on the team? I think it's a matter of of no matter how good somebody is, uh, they could always need help, right? And I don't know. I think if Larson would have went there, it's it would have probably be the same to be honest with you, because I don't feel like Tony Stewart's heart's been into the cup series this year. Yeah. I, th- and it's showing I feel it's like you put, well. I feel like you put, you know, Tony Stewart back in the role that he should be in as being owner of that team. 
then Harvick has three or four wins again this year. Yeah, I, I, de- I definitely like to see that team uh, step it up and get get back on track because that's a, uh, you know, I know it's it's in, inexperienced now, but a few years to come, that's going to be a, a pretty solid team if they can keep that roster and if they can get something going on over there. And I know Zach oh. mentioned in a comment it's about the wheel wheels. I'm afraid that whatever the Fords have lost, uh, Hendrick has found because you know their their season's been pretty crazy so far. Yeah. Hendrick Motorsports is definitely the top dog right now. And, I mean, so it goes in spurts. It's Hendrick, it's Gibbs, and it's Stuart Haas. Then the next year, let's see, it's been a couple years since it's been Joe Gibbs. So next year could be Joe Gibbs' time to shine again, and they dominate the series again. Or Penske, yeah. Penske's always always been right there, but they've always had one, one team better than them. Yeah, I don't... I don't really think you'll see Penske be a dominant team i think the last time penske was a was a championship fighting team was maybe 2014 well you know naturally when legano won it but yeah i mean but that's that's playoffs i mean throughout the entire season i mean yeah zach's actually mentioning in the comments right now he's running it like a f1 team it seems saving for next year i so that was a question i was going to bring up now that the playoffs is set you know, how many of these teams are going to forego the rest of the season and start working on that next-gen car? That's that's a, that's a good question. I actually heard that Ryan Priest might not even finish the season um, to really? save to save um, JTG some some money. I th- I think that was a rumor I've heard, but something along yeah, something along got, there. You know, we we speaking of silly season stuff. I got JTG Daltrey wrote down here. Wonder. You know, like you mentioned, Ryan Priest not going to run some races. Where do you see the future of that team going forward? I think I think they they might they they'll they'll eh, they'll even they'll either merge with another team or just get bought out by Rick Ware Racing for the charters. Because um, well, speaking of that, Rick Ware Racing, I heard that they're they're backing down. Of course, the charter they were leasing from Petty, I believe, went to. The second um, twenty three eleven oh, car with Kurt Busch. Yeah, I don't think that's been confirmed or anything, but I have been. That was my my thoughts is that um, twenty three eleven was going to buy that second charter from Petty Enterprise if they don't just buy out Front Row Motorsports. Yeah, it's also been a big rumor on the rumor mill. Speaking of, so, um, of if Kurt you want to if you want to look at this for money, which would be cheaper? Uh, buying one charter from Petty Enterprise or going to buy a complete organization and get two charters. Right, let me ask you this. When you're buying this organization with this body change next year, what are you getting? Nothing. You're, you're getting, getting basically you're getting you're two haulers and two pit boxes. Pretty much. I mean, you're getting charters. So I don't, I don't think Petty will ever get back to wanting to run two cars again. And the money you can get in from selling the one charter off you could almost run quite a few races with that money yeah um yeah, the whole charter situation is to me it is crazy the what they're worth right now like what they're going for this next gen has made it so you know cost effective for these teams around everybody's wanting to get their feet in the waters so the demand for these charters are super high 
Yeah, I think I I was watching Out of the Groove the other day, and I think I think he said like some were selling for eleven million. Yeah, and you can almost run a season with eleven million dollars. Well, actually, and the only thing you get with that charter is the thirty six guaranteed races. Correct. Yep. Yes. Um, speaking of which, charters, does help with sponsorship. It does. It will do that. Justin, could you look up how much Front Row purchased um, uh, BK Racing's charter for? Because I know, I know there was a bid be- between a couple drivers or teams, sorry, and Front Row ended up getting it. But I mean, that'll show how much charters are worth right now. Because like a team like BK Racing, which was on its dying legs. Um, before the season even started, was able to run all 36 races, mostly unsponsored. Well, don't forget who else $2 has million a, dollars. Yep, two million dollars. Two million. Oh, that's, that's less that than was in 2016. So don't forget who else has a spare charter out there will be uh, Track House. Yeah. Um, wasn't, wasn't they leasing their charter this season? So they only got two now. They have. Who are they leasing their charter from? I thought they bought they're, the charter. They're, no, they're leasing the charter this year off of uh, Spire. Uh, so now they're just a two-charter team. Okay, so that charter has to go back to Spire Motorsports. Yep. What does Spire do with it now? Do they add a second car? I think it'll be back on the block for lease. I don't know uh, you know, what their plans could hold because they had Haley fielding the 77 car most of the season, so... With him in the 16 now, where does that leave the 77? Wait a minute, I thought, I thought uh, Kali Grayson was buying Spartans, whatever their name is. I thought they were buying the charters from them. They may have purchased one of them. I know, uh, I'm pretty sure the 7 still has a uh, order. Yeah, I think I think Spire and Colleague are very close, like affiliate affiliates. Um, oh. Also know that uh, colleague Grayson, I know their cup car. Oh, it has purchased two charters. Yeah, and Spire. they got inspired. Yes, yeah, what I thought. Um, I thought that uh, Spire and colleague. Okay. I thought so they had they had sold out to them, and then I'm pretty sure that colleague is still going to be working with RCR for their equipment next year. So that raises the question of what happens to the seven car of Corey LaJoy. I guess he's out looking for a ride. Um, it's funny you should mention that. I actually got him in a different ride next season. But, um, yeah, so when I first heard the news that Colley Grayson was going to the Cup, I immediately thought, well, what are they going to do with their RCR affiliation? Apparently they're going to keep it together from everything I'm reading. That almost gives you RCR having a four-car team now. They all come out of the same shop. I mean, have you seen all the victory photos from the 16 car when he won Indy and they got it back to the shop? It was clearly in the RCR shop because they're sitting there, people with RCR uh, shirts on are celebrating with them. I know uh, when I went to uh, Welcome back in May, a colleague is building a new shop directly across the street from RCR. Colleague, and from what Colleague's I, current shop is directly behind RCR's museum. Yep, it is. It's yep. uh, just just in the in the corner there. Yeah, so, and and Jermaine was was further on down that road. 
All right, we got Zach Roethlisberger here in the comments that LaJoy is confirmed for next year. Really? Yeah. I did not hear that. Let's take that X off the list. <laughs> um, yeah, another another team coming up I, that I keep forgetting about is GMS. Are they going to have a charter? I've not heard of them buying a charter. I don't think they're going to uh, run full-time because I keep hearing part-time with them. Let me see if they've updated their their social media lately. So the uh, biggest non-shock of the offseason is Kurt Busch going to 23-11 racing, which nobody here is surprised about that, I don't think. Or, Justin, were you surprised? No, this has been in my predictions for a long time coming. I know we've spoke about it several weeks past. Yeah, ever and since the news come out that, that Ganassi sold out, I... I knew he was going there. Um, just the gut feeling, you know. Yeah, and it's it's you know exciting too if you think about it in a manner of he's raced for every manufacturer in modern NASCAR besides Toyota. And right. uh, so let's let's go through this real quick here, and then we'll probably go ahead and end the show with this right here because this might take a few minutes. But if you love NASCAR silly season, this is what you want to be here for. This is what we've been advertising. We're going to do. Uh, drop down in, your, in the uh, comments when I start calling off the, uh, the organizations and tell us who you think is going to be in there, and we'll read them off on air. Um, we'll start with the uh, the big dogs here. Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, I got Alex Bowman, William Byron, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. No changes. What do y'all think? No changes. No changes. Uh, that's the way I agree to that. Um, I, there's going to be no changes there. We'll go ahead and go to the next big one, Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, it's going to be Bell, Bush, Hamlin, and Truex for another year. I believe all f all four drivers has been re-signed. Yes, I don't know is, about Truex, though. I'm pretty sure that's going to be set in stone, but I'm not. Uh, this is kind of off topic of Cup. Where is that 20 Xfinity car? Is that confirmed with uh, Gibbs? I, I I would assume Ty Gibbs. Yeah, I, I think it's one of them Kurt Busch things. It's not confirmed, but it's going to happen. It's well known. Yeah. It was like Kurt Busch going to Ganassi. Like, everyone knew it was happening. Like, a month right. before they announced it. So, 2311, of course, we all know it's Bubba Wallace, Kurt Busch. Um, nobody's really surprised there. I'm not surprised. I'm kind of uh, excited for that. For that. Um, team next year. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm not a Bubba yeah. Wallace fan. I heard he was whining after the race because none of the Toyotas would work with him. Well, guess what? Kurt Busch is out for Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch will do what he's got to do to win, and that's one reason I've come to like Kurt Busch over the last few years. I'm excited for Toyota just because to see some more Toyotas out there. I'm not a Toyota fan by no means, but like these plate tracks and stuff, their strategies are kind of tough to maintain. You watch the Saturday when them, all the Fords pitted together, Chevrolet's pitted together. Now, if you get some more Toyotas in the mix, it's, you're going to see some more of that too. They're not yeah, going to you will. They're still going to be well. They're still going to be outnumbered, but not as bad. Yeah, I mean, um, let's, let's Daytona, be honest. I mean, yeah, all day Daytona they had the four four Joe Gibbs. They had twenty three eleven, and they. They had a Gaunt, they had Gaunt Brothers. Yeah, the Gaunt Brothers, uh, Landon Castle. They and had Landon a Cass very good of, run too. Speaking of, yeah, yeah, he had a very very nice run going, and before that that wreck. All right, so 
moving along, uh, let's go with Stuart Haas. Uh, there's going to be no changes there. I still got Harvick, Custer, Briscoe, and Almirola. Even though I don't think Almirola signed for next season yet, has he? I think Almirola is the only exception to this list, in my opinion. I know he brings sponsorship value, but other than a, you know, Wilden, a couple plate races, what has he truly accomplished in that ride? Uh, nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, you got some real good, uh, you know, uh, free agents out there right now looking for a ride. He needs to. Uh, how many of them can bring the money that. Yeah, in the Ford camp. In Xfinity right now. That's the tough part. I mean, if Riley Herbst goes cup, everyone's going to be ticked off. Yeah, I don't think he'll go cup racing because I don't think Monster Energy will put that type of money into a second team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've got the cup team, and then they got the two Xfinity teams. I mean, there's some there's some real well-funded Xfinity drivers out there. That's what I'm saying. I know, but heads at Smithfield, I'm pretty sure I read an article a while back that they're going to step back some of their uh, sponsorship. That's, that's, I, I read that, that yeah. same thing. Matter of fact, Justin, I think you sent it to me, didn't you? So, I think so. So, if that's being said, is he as valuable with, uh, you know, some backing off of the sponsorship. I'm going to throw a wild card out here. If um, Almirola does end up leaving um, SHR, I'm going to throw a wild card out here. I think they put um, ah, crud, what's his name? My mind's on blank now. Crud. (laughs) Ah, what's his name? I can see his face. I can't I can't name him though. Is he a current yeah. Cup Series driver? Uh, I don't know. He's, he's on the sidelines right now. He's riding Ty Dillon. That's it. Ty Dillon. I don't think Ty Dillon has enough money to go into I, that I ride. I don't think so either. Um, I'm, I, I think the I, only way you card. see Ty Dillon, I think the only way you see Dillon back in a Cup ride next year is through Spire. Or if Petty Enterprises brings up another car, or yeah, RCR starts with third car, close with RCR, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the only way I think you see Ty back in a Cup car in the near future. Yeah, because I know his last. I think he still had one Xfinity Series drive, and it got um, replaced by Ty Gibbs. You know, yeah. I, if you think about it, you know, I, I hate to sound negative about it, but his dad was a pretty good spotter. That might be something he should look into doing, spotting, you know, spotting some races. He's got a driver mentality. I think he would do pretty good up eyes in the sky. I yeah, didn't even think about point. that, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go well, to the next team. Yep, Team Penske. Been confirmed. We all know who's going to be there. Blind, or uh, Blaney, Cindric, Logano. Wood um, Brothers. I forget. Oh, wait, no, yeah, it's... Yeah, we already know he's going to Wood Brothers. DiBenedetto. That, well, that'd we, be got, a good... we got the Cup Series. What happens to the 22 Xfinity car? Well, from what I'm seeing, it's going to be a formulation of drivers, Cup Series drivers, and some relatively unknown guys. I say they put I put DiBenedetto in there full-time. DiBenedetto won't go there just because... I would like to see it, but it ain't going to happen. I mean, he's made some comments about the organization. I don't think they'll 
they'll sign him to a junior league deal. I mean, I hate it, but, you know, I like him. But at the end of the day, what does he bring to the table? He has, he's been in pretty good equipment. He's been he hasn't in good really equipment. Done, done anything for, what, two years now? Zero wins. He has no primary sponsorships. I, I hate it, but what is his benefit to a team? What, is, what does he bring to that 22 Xfinity team? I think all, all he brings is the, is the fans behind him, and that's it. But oh. even then, they're starting to fall off of the bandwagon a little bit, too. Yeah, I mean, think of when Benedetto was at Go Fast. Um, when he'd get a top 15. The media would blow up about it. The fans would be, oh, wow, he's top 15. He's the next Cup Series champion if he can get the right ride. Wood Brothers, Penske affiliation, struggling to make the playoffs. It's fails. Don't forget about the Bob Levine ride. That, was a, that wasn't a slouch core either. No. I mean, besides Bristol, um, the Bristol night race, I think that's the only shot he had to win a race. At Daytona. He had a shot at the 500, too. Oh, did he? He got... Yeah, he got taken out late in a wreck. I mean, besides super speedways, I mean, that, that's all I can think of is is um is Bristol Night. Of course, the Talladega races, or at least the fall race, he was up there in the pizza car and ended up um like didn't he get land on by Brendan Gone or hit by Brendan Gone when he when Brendan Gone blew over? Um, that's how he. Sure on that one. No, actually, I don't think uh, Brendan Gong didn't hit nobody when he. When I know he, he was involved in that wreck, though. I do yeah. know that. Yeah, he was involved in the wreck. But... Speaking of Beard Motorsports, what ha- what happened to them this year? Uh, they only tried the five hundred, and that was it. Oh, normally they try super speedways. Uh, I got another one for you here. It's a smaller team, and it's kind of confirmed. But wonder what I was. Now this is more instead of a silly season. This is a prediction. Roush, Fenway, Keselowski racing. How do you see the performance of that team next year? Better, but not to where they're going to take it. I think they'll be level with RCR. Because this year they've kind of been kind of a step behind RCR. RCR's kind of been the leader of that midfield battle. But I think they might get level with RCR. Be fighting for those like last three playoff spots I, I know I know they're going to have a um, you know as always they're going to have some real good plate runs so if any of those try to win their way in next year I think it's going to have to come from a plate track yeah I've always I've always been I've always had that soft spot for Roush Fenway like if they're ever in, I, I'll never cheer for them week to week but if they're they've got that chance to win I'm going to be like, come on, Roush. Come on, Roush. Um, I, I guess it, it might have been like the Greg Biffle, um, Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth, like 2012 era. That kind of gave me that, but I mean. I like to think back of the days of uh, uh, Kurt Busch and Jeff Burton, Matt Kenseth, Mark Martin. I mean, that team has always been. You know, not always, but they was really tough back in the day, and I I would like to see them get back to that point. And I hopefully this move is going to get them on that right track. Yeah, what year was it that they locked out five of the ten playoff spots, or 
um, chase spots? Is it 05 or 06? Uh, I'm not, I'd have to look at that one. Anyway, um, what, what's other teams that haven't been confirmed yet? Oh, so we can go to Furniture Row Motorsports. Um, I don't think they sell out to 2311. I think 2311 buys their charter from Richard Petty Motorsports. I think they come back next season with Michael McGa- with Michael McDowell. And I think Matt DiBenedetto goes to that uh, 38 car, leaving uh, Anthony Alfredo out of a Cup Series ride. If that does happen, I would actually look to Alfredo go into the 22 for Penske. I would love that. I'm like... I yeah, love I can see that. Alfredo. He's he's pretty marketable. Like I've always been an Anthony Alfredo Alfredo fan since he was in K N N, um, like running twentieth in K N N. Yeah, I don't think it'd be a full time ride with the twenty two, but I do think he'll get some shots with the Ford Camp yeah. in the twenty two car, and um, I think you'll end up seeing him go there, um, maybe for an audition for a full time ride the following season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Anthony hasn't done anything this year. I mean, I w- I wish he would have gone a full time in Xfinity for Richard Childress instead of Myatt Snyder. Yeah, and instead we got stuck with Myatt Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he did get that win, but it's to me a that Star. win, yeah, that win, it's just like the. Uh, the ten car win or the two car win at Talladega, they got gifted that one. Yeah, I think Mister Fast Pasta had some good runs last year in that uh, RCR core. Yeah, tech, I'm thinking back to Texas, where he ran third, nearly. I think he led some laps. Um, I don't know. I mean, so let's some... go from one halfway small team to an extremely small team. Live fast racing. Do they stick with BJ McLeod as their full-time driver for next year, or I, th- I think they go out? I think so because I think it's co-owned by BJ McLeod and Matt Tift. It is. So. Or do you think they go out and try to find somebody? I, I think BJ's got that racing mentality, and if he can get in a ride, he will. I, th- I think they'll stay with BJ. I can see BJ staying. He's I mean, he's, he's a very clean driver. You don't hear him enough on the broadcast of how clean he is. And like I know I said, a lot, got lot of guys him. respect him for that. <laughs> that might be why he's... That might be why he's not... He's not ever mentioned. He's always consistent. He's not He's not wrecking, but at the same time, he's not out there blowing everyone's mind. He's just kind got of an, there. I, I got another one here in my notes. Uh, it's Xfinity Series news, but still... Junior Motorsports. It is confirmed that Sam Mayer, Josh Berry, is driving full-time next season. Where does that leave Noah Gregson and Michael Annette? Um, I think Annette's going to be the odd man out. Um, health reasons, age, all getting to Annette. Um, I think it's going to be Gregson. Gregson yeah, hasn't been you. there this, week, this year. Last year, he... Had, he had some momentum early on in the season. And I, I think since Texas, Texas, the fall Texas race where he lost it on the final corner, I think ever since then he has not been 
the Noah Gregson of early 2020. I, I don't I don't think he's had the one the momentum, two the 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 pure rock pace, and yeah, here we go. Zach Roethlisberger, Gregson out maybe to GMS part time for Cup. See that? I think if Gregson leaves, then he'll go to colleague Grayson. Yeah, I mean, colleague Grayson is a series. force. Yes, yes. An unstoppable a force move. right now. So that team's really got some momentum. We speak. I speak of Viney's momentum earlier, but man, that's college lately. It is insane what kind of run that team's on. Yeah, but um, I think they've won the last two. Last two Xfinity series races. And a cup race. They've won three weeks here. Or two, let's say, three races in two weeks. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, Kazgarala got taken out by Kyle Busch and Daytona, but... um, Speaking of Kazgarala, can you see some more cup starts in his future next season? I think so. I mean, especially, he's a... He showed from Coda... He's a he's good at road courses. Maybe uh, some seventy-seven starts. Maybe I mean I think I I hope not because that's not a very good ride. I mean, he, um, Stuart Friesen showed it. I mean he's a the probably the best dirt racer out there, and he couldn't even crack out. He couldn't even get out of the top, get into the top twenty in Bristol. With that hey, but wasn't it for RCR he drove to like a top five at the road course in Daytona last year when Dylan six, was out? Sixth or seventh, six, his first good yeah. start. Led laps. He finished sixth with Colleague at Talladega this year. I mean, finished second at Coda and Trucks. Um, Cazagrala has got that, got the talent. He just needs the equipment. I mean, I'm literally staring at his truck win from 2017 right his now. His Cup Series debut was a seventh place finish. Yeah, and that was in the three car at RCR. Yep. Uh, yeah, at a road course. Starcom racing, Quinn Hoff. I don't think he's going to go nowhere. He takes nope. care of the equipment nine times out of ten. Yep. And that's all that team cares about. Rick Ware racing. Um, I think they go down to two really, cars. Yeah, but out of the stable of drivers nobody's heard of i don't know really who's going to be joey gase will probably stay one of them he's probably one of the bigger name guys in there i see cody, cody out there cody Ware. i mean he's got cody's out the last he's going to be focused on indy if i'm guessing yeah i would say so uh garrett smithley or jj yelly yeah probably take control of that second car i think the lean team of garrett smithley could might be able to get a ride there as far as RCR goes, uh, it's going to be Dylan and Reddick. Yeah. Um, Spire. Um, I think... Hmm. With Spire, I think it'll be LaJoy and a, a rotating set of drivers from Junior Motorsport and Colleague. That, that's uh, Chevrolet, Chevrolet drivers is what you're saying. Basically, yeah. Maybe some start yeah. from Casgarala. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, don't kill Josh Berry of that equation either. I know he said in junior most sports drivers, he has a start with him this season. He has two. Two? Oh, okay. Yeah, he um, does. Dover, he filled in for Haley and and Michigan. 
Um, I think really the biggest unknown factor right now is because everything else has pretty much been confirmed, especially since we started talking about we were going to do this, so we're going to have a whole big thing. And then they started confirming these things long before we actually got to the show, so maybe next season we need to do this earlier in the season. But yeah, always about a week or two weeks uh, late. Yep, yep. So I think uh, the biggest questions right now is where does Matt DiBenedetto go? Like I said, I, I think he's going to end up at Front Row Motorsports, and Alfredo will be the odd man out. That's yeah, a bold I prediction. See we'll see if we get any heat off of that one. I, like, I wouldn't mind seeing that, though. Yeah. Um, places. I don't know. Uh, maybe Eric Jones has been confirmed to go back to Petty Enterprise next year. Yep. I forgot about Petty, yeah. RCR, them, them two drivers, that's set in stone, correct? Yeah. Well, you, I don't think Dylan's going to have to worry about his ride anytime soon. And Reddick's been too good this year. Yeah, who wouldn't want to bring Reddick back? Unless, but the only reason Reddick would leave is the fact if he got one of them top tier five star rides. But all of them have been pretty much confirmed. Now, what okay, if... that leaves me with two teams here that that I can see. We have JTG Daughtry, which we spoke of earlier. Do you see any changes on that lineup? Um, no, I think Stenhouse will stay, and Ryan Priest, he's done a good enough job this season. To warrant staying in that car for another year. If yeah, if they go two cars, yeah, I think Ryan Priest will come back. But if if they don't, I think they'll just they'll go back. To I could definitely car. see some at minimum part time ride with Ryan Priest. Yeah, for sure. And one more that I know of that I see here, we may be missing somebody. Trackhouse Racing. We know their plans are confirmed. How do you what? see that team operate next year? What what's your predictions for them? I think Daniel Suarez Fighting will get a little bit of a boost. And I think Ross Chastain's going to be what Ross Chastain does. Um, Ross just, Chastain is not as good as, as, well, I don't think he is. Y'all might see it different. I don't think he's as good as everybody puts him out to be. I think he's consistent. He's, he not, he's, not as, and, he's not as good as he was in 2019 when he was in the He knows how to protect equipment. He can go out there and make you some money. That's That's what he's good at. He's got and the water and that, Brandon behind him. Well, it's sad that racing's come down to stock car racing's come down to who can go out there and protect my equipment, who can go out there and not wreck my cars and make me money. Yep, that's that's the name of the game Business. now. Yeah, see, I remember when you know people went out there, they wanted to make enough money to go race next week. They didn't want to go out there and and you know, make multi-million dollar deals and stuff like that. I mean, I think they wanted to, but... That, that's, that why I'm, that's why I'm starting to be such a fan of Colleg, man. Colleg has the mentality of checkers or wreckers. Let's go out there and let's win or let's bring it home in buckets. Yeah, and that, Colleg's and a trophy that mentality is, is paying off tenfold. You know, they have definitely... They've definitely done theirs right, too, starting in the Xfinity series, learning from all the mistakes in the Xfinity. They didn't jump straight to Cup. Absolutely. Um, Keep yeah, on your radar. Right. They uh they went out there, switched drivers out quite a bit until they found a good combination of drivers. And um yeah, I'm kinda looking forward to what they can do next season. I look forward to the future of college. I really do. It's gonna be a strong team for years to come. Uh, what's all his predictions for colleague racing next season? Do they make the playoffs? Uh, not with Haley, no. 
I think with Omni. I, I don't yes. see it. I think I'm 18th, 19th in points. Yeah, I think I think they'll they'll have a De Benedetto season. Um, They're right there at the cusp, just not quite making it. Yep. I mean, if if they put, um, if they would have put Amendinger full time, I think Amendinger would have easily kind of he would have been in a right spot right road now. Road course the spot in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Um, and actually, Amendinger's pretty good on plate tracks too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Amendinger's good honestly, everywhere. When that when I heard the news that Amendinger was, you know, starting to. Get back in the race a little bit. I was like, man, he's washed up. He's over. Why waste your time? But man, what a freaking comeback he's had. Yeah, he's had. That just goes to show you. I mean, he's he's winning in ovals now. He's winning road courses. He's winning cup races again. He's he's had a freaking ball the last two years too. And I think think he's uh, he's leading the uh, points in the Xfinity series now too. He is the points leader as of right now. By 17 yeah. points. That's a uh, that's pretty cool to think about considering where he was two years ago. Yeah. Out of a ride, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Out of a ride for they replaced him with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yep. Go figure on that one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, just... uh, who got the better end of the deal on that one? A colleague or... Colleague. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, if, yeah. if you were to ask me that question... Um, Daytona 2020 when Stenhouse got the pole, I might I might have said I think I think Colleague won that deal. No, but, I still wouldn't have thought. But but on um, August 30th, 2021, no. Uh, no. Um, JTG lost a good driver. I mean, it might have been JTG and not and not Amendinger. It it was the equipment, and it's. It's obviously showing, in my opinion. I mean, Stenhouse went from win- almost winning plate tracks to running top 15 at plate tracks. I mean, besides... Talladega um, Fall, or Talladega Spring. Yeah, when he finished that nail, that close finish with Blaney, but... I mean... I mean, Stenhouse has always been that guy to wreck people. No, he's, a, he's a good plate racer. He was a good, great plate racer five years ago. Look how many good plate racers you got out there right now, though. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to be almost a dime a dozen. Yeah, if it's Blaney, if it's Byron, if it's, um, if it's, um... Matty D? He's a good plate racer. Yeah, Matty D, if it's, um... Ah, oh, crud. I can't think of any more, any, any more off the top of my head. That's great. But um, looks like looks like we might have to start winding down here. It's getting a little late. <laughs> kind of pushing our our time. This will be a little a little bit of a shorter podcast, but of course um, we're on a little bit of a time strain here. But um, anything else from from y'all? Uh, just uh. The uh, Ag Solar Solution Series, uh, truck series, they run Wednesday night. I think they're at Michigan. Am I right? Yes, sir. All three series are at Michigan this week. Yeah, this is going to be uh, this is going to be fun if you're an I racer in our leagues this week because Michigan is a good fast racetrack. Uh, teamwork drafting is going to come into play, so I'm really looking forward to this week of uh, racing in the series. 
yeah, I'm I'm hoping I can I can go and do triple duty this this week. Um, I know yeah, I'm definitely on, gonna run run trucks, but depending on my work schedule, that is that's my game plan for this week too is to do triple triple duty. Yeah. I think. Um. Well. Um. Oh, going back over this this the um, last week's finishers in a in um Ag Solar. Uh, the Ag Solar Leagues. Um, we only uh, Cup and Trucks were off, but um, the National Series were at Iowa this week for their for a second race there, um, and um, Kevin White Jr. absolutely put on a clinic there. And yeah, I, I think believe he led he, every lap, didn't yeah, he? Made every lap. I think he led every lap. Yeah, and. With um, I forgot who finished second. <laughs> That's great. Um, hold on, let me pull up the results here. Oh, while you're looking up, uh, anybody who's interested in coming in the podcast, they can find us on Facebook at uh, HNL Racing Experience. Uh, just type that in there, shoot us a message, and we'll schedule you to get on the show. Um, most of not all of our events are streamed live on the high banks network so you can always get a hold of us through here too uh if you're interested in running any of the leagues you can get with me or jo either through the facebook page uh our twitter accounts which our twitter is at hickox racing um or you can get to us yeah that's what i meant not twitter we don't have a twitter do we jo no Insta- Instagram and Twitter is the same thing to me. I don't I don't get on either one of them, to be honest with you. J.O. handles all that stuff. Um, or, the, of course, they can get, get a hold of us on uh, Twitch through the High Banks Network and Spino Racing Network. Yep. As I've got the results pulled up here. Um, the top three were Kevin White Jr., Joshua Sieg- um, Siegfried, and... Zach Cup Series driver Zach Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. As far as points go for that series, hold on. Oh, that's the wrong. Oh, no crud. There we go. Um, Kevin White Jr. has a 31 point lead over Blake Howell and Cole Vinning in third. And as far as team championship goes, um, HL Motorsports has a 17 point lead over um, Dwayne Carroll Racing. And yeah, that's that's national series. So you bring up Cole. Uh, we call him Waylon. Um, keep uh, the people with Louisiana. I know he lives out there. Keep them in your thoughts and prayers. They just got hit hard by a hurricane. So I uh, I talked to to Waylon yesterday. He said that they they were prepared to go without power for a few days. So he probably will not be in the events this week. Um, but then again, this is second nature when it comes to real life stuff like that. Uh, just, uh, I know I've seen a lot of uh, videos from a lot of flooding out there. I uh, sent him a message today. I uh, didn't expect to hear back from him because of the lack of power and cell phone service out there. Uh, just hope we can hear back from him in the next uh, few days and pray that everybody's okay out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean,. Um, New Orleans get is getting hit hard right now. I've got I got some friends who live over there. About I think they said like thirty miles out of 
New Orleans, and um, he posted a picture on social or a video on social media. Uh, rain was sideways and almost blowing his carport over. Huh. Um, yeah, so I think I heard like 150 mile an hour winds. So keep your thoughts and prayers with Louisiana and all the all as it goes north, all those states. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know what path it's on right now, but Texas. Uh, no, it's going to go through uh, Tennessee. Alabama is, is cutting back to the east. Oh, is it? So, so Justin, y'all might get a little bit of little bit of rain out of it. Yeah, we're supposed to pick some up uh, tomorrow afternoon sometime. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So Friday night we got the Ag Solar National Series. They'll take uh, center stage for their race at Michigan, then Saturday night we start our round of eight in our playoffs. Speaking of the round of eight, um, just to kind of squeeze this in here real quick, here is the here's the the um, eight drivers in the round of eight. Um, Sam Brochu, of course myself, John Lynch, um, Riley Marabello, Ryan Hyatt, my um, co-host Justin Bentley, Clay Cantrell, my other co-host Joey Hickox, and Glenn Bundren will all be going for those four slots um, in Homestead. Um, uh, anything else we need to go over before we end the stream for the podcast? Sorry. Um, I think that's about it. Justin, you got anything you want to add? Uh, nothing as far as podcast related goes. I'd like to give a shout out to some of our sponsors on Hickox Racing. Uh, we got Ag Solar Solutions. They're always. Uh, oh, yeah. really big with helping us as a team and a league. We got to give a shout out to them. Spinal Designs, JB Designs, Manny Rays, uh, Pro Air, uh, Vapor Drive, uh, whosoever South. We got some real good sponsors, and you know they allow us to do what we do. So I'm just gonna give a shout out to them. Uh, speaking of whosoever South, uh, they actually dropped a new song uh, about a week ago, I guess. It's called Summertime. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can pick it up on their new album called Riverbanks. It's a pretty good song. Yep. Um, of course, it dropped August 17th. I, I got a notification um, on my on my um, my Spotify. I, I honestly didn't even know it was coming, to be honest. I'm like, ooh, new song. Yay. Yeah, I seen something on Facebook about a month or so ago saying they were going they were working on their new song, and then uh, didn't hear nothing about it again until it actually came out. Yeah, it's um, of course. Um, oh, R and R camper sales. Yeah, R and R camper sales. Thank yeah. you, Nana. If <laughs> um, we can't forget about them, they've been they've been very good to us as well. Yeah, they have. Yeah, um, I listened to it. That's that's a pretty good song. Um, of course, it's a single. Spotify. And, um, oh, that's the wrong, there we go. Um, and I think that's, that's it, folks. So, um, um, thanks for coming out for the country and have a good night, folks. There we go. Have a good night, folks. Country's how I feel. Country like cotton fields. Country like big old mud ties the side of Ferris wheels. We coming to your city. We'll take the back road. Stop in their little town to make sure that they know. Country.
city limits to the county line whether you in the fast lane or like to take your time yeah we might be country but we just keep it real little mud on the boots but they waterproof kick in and steal the deal You can hear bumping and thumping away from the dirt road, flexing the trunk. But up in Nashville, they call it country crunk. It'll have your mama jumping and your daddy stomping. How they roll now? Hang on, little buddy, let me show y'all a little something. For all them city foes, with all that knee slapping. Y'all thinking it's funny, but when it goes down, y'all be flabbergasted. And for them country foes, we see your toes tapping. Bumper drop the beat, done made it sweet, gon' get your jaw to flapping. Time to go to work, country, go get it done. I wear Georgia boots and go to turkey shoots. It don't matter where you're from, everybody got some turn loose, them country roots. I drive a big tractor, got some rust on it. But I ain't tripping cause it's paid for, yeah, I own it. They never seen us coming, and they was looking hard. This new sound that slipped up on them, covered in camouflage.